Welcome back to the DC Yoga Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Parkinson. We just took a six-week break. Uh, needed a little bit of uh, mental clarity after doing uh, four or five months of yoga teacher training and a uh, yoga vacation and uh, doing the podcast and we did all winter and uh, I'm finally back in a nice state of mind to uh, be talking about yoga um, and uh, we've actually changed studios we're at the uh, Heartcast Media as always but now we're in the Hyrick House down in DuPont Circle uh, of course with our uh, producer Panama and my guest today is Audrey, Audrey Rojas. Hi Chris. How you doing Audrey? I'm good. Thank S- you for breaking your fast. Yeah my fast. Yeah, yeah exactly. with with me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was sorely needed. I was, uh, I was really sort of feeling burnt out and, um, you know, when that happens, you need to take a break instead of like keep pushing. Um, and, uh, which is kind of anathema to a lot of us who are type A's, myself included, uh, who want to keep going no matter what. Um, but I've hopefully at that point in my life where I'm wise enough to know to, uh, to slow down. Absolutely. No, I'm glad. Welcome Um, back. I know. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, so, uh, let's start today with a little, uh, a little short bio. Um, you're a yoga teacher. That I am. It's kind of hard to sometimes say that out loud still in some ways. So I've been practicing yoga, um, oh my goodness, I'm going to age myself for about 20 years now, and have been teaching for the last 10. And I remember when my teachers would go, I'm like, Audrey, you should go teach. I'm like, what are you talking about? And, and I started saying, like, I need a sign. I need a sign before I start doing that. And Gopi, um, if mm-hmm. you know Gopi Kinnikut, at first she was like, you need a sign? I'm going to tell my kids to make a poster board for you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay, fine. And I think the right time and the right um, teacher training program came, and I just I couldn't say no, and so I went for it. Wow, I can't believe that was already 10 years ago. Yeah. So, and I've, been si- I've just been teaching in a city, so don't know what it's like to be in Maryland or Virginia, so I'm totally a city girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, uh, you say you started practicing yoga about 20 years ago. Do you remember your first couple yoga classes or your first yoga class or how did you come to it? Yeah, so it was actually at work. They were offering it at work and I was taking it and the teachers at the time were what what I needed and I just wanted more. And back then in D.C., I mean, 20 years ago, there were only really a few studios. Yeah, tell us about it. Where where could you practice back then? I I was a Bikram girl. Really? Okay. I was for years. And and I think because of the work that I was doing, you know, I was straight out of college and stressful job and really trying to prove myself, saying that I belong in this team because it was one of those high-performing teams. And I I actually, it's strange that I levitated towards Bikram where... I just needed to be told. I couldn't deviate from anything. I didn't have to think. It was just do what you're told. It was drill sergeant. And I'm like, sure, I'll do it. Uh, I don't have to think. Um, Until uh, a dear friend of mine introduced me to flow to vinyasa. And he was like, you got to stop doing this big crumb stuff. He's like, let me show you. Uh, I had noticed studio up at Henley Town, mm. which I'm still associated with. It was Hot Yoga, and now it's Washington Yoga Center. Um, great teachers, um, you, and they're still around in the city. They teach a lot of flow, and they're still at Washington Yoga Center. Susan Hannon, Jessica Lassar, all, all the names that you still hear in the city. I'm so glad that they are doing so well for themselves because I followed them. I, I, I know. Can I say this? I was a yoga whore. <laughs> 
I was. I was. I mean, as studios started popping up in a city and they were offering intro weeks, I was there. I was like, any teachers that were coming from California to teach here, Simon, um, Simon Park, Annie Carpenter, every Shiva Ray. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was at every workshop, and so yeah. But like you said, I also burnt out. I mean, after teacher training, I'm like, oh my god, am mm. I really gonna do this? And and then people start saying, you should teach. I'm like, I know you've done the training already, so when are you gonna teach? So I I didn't look back. Yeah. Yeah. What um? So you mentioned the Washington Yoga Center that's up there now. Um, I've been there up to two. It used to be called Hot Yoga DC yeah, or something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. It was like one of the only places you could practice hot yoga that wasn't the Bikram Studio that was in Dupont, right? Mm-hmm. That's, where, that's where I started. Yeah, we have a lot of a lot of yogis that come on the show <laughs> that started at that that Bikram Studio in because Dupont. that's in the city. It's it's center. It's downtown. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, fair fair enough. I mean, all the you know sort of controversies aside about Bikram. Like one of the um, great things about uh, Bikram Yoga was that it did bring yoga into a general consciousness, and it was sort of the first like nationwide type of uh, yoga practice. And you know, in the mid '90s, when there wasn't any yoga really, except for you know a couple places, probably in LA and New York, and you found yeah. some other places. You know, and this is what this is what America got was that you know that practice from Bikram, and so it did help popularize the practice. Yeah, so I'm thankful. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, so what led you to a teacher training? Um, I, I guess since I was, let me see here. That's a good question. I, at work, cause I, I'm still working actually in the same company. Mm-hmm. Um, that you were 20 years ago? I know. Holy shit. Yeah, that's the other You're thing. You're a dinosaur. But, but I moved around quite a bit. So thankfully I'm like high level. Yeah. You know, now I'm tell people what to do no i'm not really you're so lucky <laughs> I no am. i mean you really are like i mean i don't think i don't i don't know anybody that's been at the same company for that long yeah, yeah. like literally i don't know anybody yeah um i i had to think about that a few years ago that i think all the moves that we did when when I, when we were young um now i'm at the other extreme where even in my apartment i moved apartments three years ago traumatic in the same building though so i just moved through the garage up the other building so clearly my my world i've shrunk a little bit i went to gw Mm -hmm. and where i've been working for the last 20 years is next door to gw um but not saying that i'm not exploring the world my home base is pretty tight and it's in a small radius Mm -hmm. but um my home base is but my world isn't i mean the amount of traveling that i do um, takes me in really hard places that I enjoy and really open my eyes. And so I wake up every day thankful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the reason why I started doing teacher training was because I wanted to get back. Um, still at work, and they, even to this day, that yoga class is still on. It's been going on for the last 30 years. The one you first attended? Yeah, the oh one that I first attended, and these are all volunteers. Mm-hmm. So every day, lunchtime, there's a free class that happens downstairs in a basement, and um, teachers just go in and out. And I was, I was one of the few that really started it out, and I said, I need to be responsible about this. If I'm going to teach... I should do teacher training, <laughs> really. <laughs> I know, and back, but back then, 
nobody cared. Right. It was just really about sharing what it is that you know, sharing something that you love. Um, but I said, even for myself, I'm I'm very linear, like point to point. Mm-hmm. You go from A to Z. And I still teach that way. You know, I'm we're in construction, so I think about foundation. Where do you place your foot? How do you line things up from there? And so it really spoke to me, and I and I felt like okay, so I, let's let's get this certificate. Mm-hmm. And yeah. where did you do it? I did it through Yoga Works. Yeah, yeah. the The timing was right. They were uh, in the city, so I didn't have to travel far. They were in DC. Yeah, they went to. Uh, Quiet Mind was what it was called before, and then yeah, then it became Kali Yoga. Yes, and now Dragon's Mm -hmm. Breath. So that same studio, and then now Yoga Works is in the city. Mm -hmm. That was cool. And so, what did you think of that train? It's I refer to it to this day. Really, I do. Um, Like I said, I'm I'm uh, linear based. I think you know. Let's how how do we connect the dots? And what that taught me was that the sequencing, how do you actually build um, towards a peak pose? And how do you warm up component parts? Oh my God, I still, I'm, I feel like I'm talking <laughs> yoga works. I don't teach the yoga work style. Yeah. Um, there are some teachers that it's the yoga work sequence and all that stuff, but um, I, I don't. But a lot of the teaching that I learned from Chrissy Carter, who is also now a big name as a yoga teacher who I adore, um, I still use to this day. So I'm thankful for all the teachers that I've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my practice, it's quite different. Um, I like the flow. I like the music. Um, so I, the Gopi, uh, Rob Hess teachers, Jessica Lassar teachers, and Shiva Ray um, uh, folks that teach here I mean that's that's my love I, it feels like my body just moves that way I didn't come from a movement background I'm not a gymnast I'm not a dancer mm-hmm. I'm I'm a lump you know <laughs> I am. I'm a lump and I'm not flexible I'm strong but no and I'm not used to being on my hands some folks I see and I just are so light it just flows up mm-hmm. and goes into an inversion and I'm like are you kidding me I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, as long as I can be, um, feel stable, that that's where I am. Did you did you play sports in high school? Did you no. play when you were younger? No. Um, I'm a typical Asian Asian family that you have to come home with the grades. So their focus was really on academics, and it's funny. Um, when we were young, my mom used to go, um, whenever we're not behaving, she would say, "If you don't stop, you're not going to go to school tomorrow." Wow. And we're like, no, st- <laughs> yeah, we're like, no, don't say that. And when, um, when my brother started to come into the picture, and my mom would say that, I'm like, Mama, that doesn't work with them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, because they're gonna be like, yeah. Whereas for us, my sister and I were like, no, 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 don't take that away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, things have changed. Absolutely. Well, yes, um, and <laughs> yes, things have changed, and I, I don't, I don't. Uh, I don't envy students these days. It, it seems like a, a very strong or very strange thing to be a student these days. Yeah. In anything. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I can't imagine being school again now, though. I don't think I'm going to 
pass. <laughs> to be quite honest, I mean, things no. are just so different. Well, that's because like when you're not in school anymore and you go out and get a real job, you automatically lose like 50 IQ points <laughs> because you don't you don't actually use any of the stuff that you learned in school. And so you're just like more dealing with like interpersonal relationships. Oh, believe me. And it has nothing really to do with like raw intelligence or brain yeah. power. So that part of your brain just sort of goes into shutdown. Social mode. skills. Please give me a lot of that. Exactly. I mean, I don't need trigonometry. Yeah. So, well, although I guess geometry is still part of relation, you know, relating to Indeed. others, but I said, don't give me equations. I don't, I, all that science that, you know, science and math. I know. And here's the other thing too, because, um, people would always tell me, well, well I, I was really bad at math and it was sort of like, why would I, you know, I'm really bad at it. And they're like, well, how are you going to do your taxes? Like, how are you going to like, you know, do your personal finances? And like, I wasn't smart enough at the time, but now I realize like what I should have just said is, well, I'm going to get an accountant. <laughs> it's true although i use because that's what i do now i use excel i'm i'm a fan of excel because i i say that i don't love math and and i'm like no no no. i, I this is a plug for school too i, I value school but now i go back to school but don't give me the papers yeah don't don't it, this is not about a grade it's just me constantly still learning mm-hmm. um but to get credit like no yeah no which part of the yoga works training did you really sort of like jump on? Because, you know, a 200 hour teacher training goes over like a vast amount of stuff. Was there anything that sort of like struck you right away? Like, oh, this is like the good shit right here. Like, I need to know more about this part of yoga. Um, anatomy, I think. Um, I actually did um, Thai massage training before I even did. Oh, dude, tell yeah, us about that. Yeah, yoga teacher Please. training. Where did you do that? I, I also did it here. There was a uh, school over at Boston mm-hmm. um, that now I, they moved back to, to Thailand. And it's it's still available for us graduates to go because the, the credits and the um, ongoing uh, learning mm-hmm. can can happen, which is great. Um, now I'll just have to go to Thailand for it. Darn. Um, I know, but that's completely different. It, it's more energy based, which from what I learned from my mom as a kid, um, I, I used to give my mom and my dad massages in the evenings. Weren't you a nice child? I know. <laughs> Always went to school. You give your parents massages. <laughs> oh, believe I mean, me. Every, every, every adult should <laughs> wish this in a child. Right? I'm like, I think that's why they had me. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and so, yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't grow up so, so much uh, as a good kid. Oh, my mom. I think that's just your, your, your reflection of it. I think you were probably a pretty oh, good Oh, I think you. I don't think, every, I think everybody goes through, well, at least I do. I'm, oh, yeah. I always think like I was such an asshole when I, I was I, a kid. I had, I had my rough patch. Yeah. Oh my God. My sister would just say, I'm like, you know what? That wouldn't happen if you just stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mama wouldn't be so upset right. if you just shut your mouth. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, nah, 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 nah. that's blunt. Yeah. I know. I know. Um, so when when family members unfortunately started to get sick, I mean we we don't have the best genes in the world, uh, so cancer pretty much has wiped out a good number of mm. our family, including my mom. Now I can't believe it's two years ago yeah. soon, and I, I call it a gift because it makes me really appreciate life to the fullest every day. Um, and to be quite honest, I'm like. If I die tomorrow, it's fine because I I live my life, mm-hmm. um, and thank goodness. 
Um, so I, I don't think of it as, uh, as a negative thing in a family. In fact, it, it learned, it taught me so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that started happening, I just, it just kind of brought me back to my childhood because at some point, being, once again, being Asian, you stop touching adults, <laughs> you know, when right? it's not appropriate. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, as a kid, it's not a problem. But then seeing your dad in, in his undies, it's like, oh, that's not going to happen in your teens anymore. It's like all of a sudden, I don't know, it's like you ate an apple and mm. you realized that people are naked and now you have to put on clothes. Um, so, yeah. And and then when they got older and when I got older, it, it felt appropriate again. And so I, I did the massage training mm-hmm. and that was all energy based, which I love because it was just really, I can close my eyes and feel, feel what's going on. And it's that transfer of energy, good energy. And, and I felt that anatomy was lacking. And so with the teacher training, mm-hmm. and both in the 200 and the 300, there was a lot of focus in anatomy, which I was just like, tell me more. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, folks don't know their bodies. I mean, you tell them, I'm like, okay, touch your hip. And I go, you know what? That's your waist. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's a little bit lower down. Um, even just by telling folks, I'm like, okay, spread your feet apart, hip width apart. And then you see it, and I'm like, okay, you're not a quarterback. So I don't think your hips are that big. Mm, bring them in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that, or even just a left and a right. What's up? What's down? So um, when, I, when I teach, it's really just all about getting to know the physical stuff first. I'm like... How did you place your body? Um, so anatomy. It's it's. I, I mean, I I'm actually shocked the amount of people who don't know what they're left from right. And <laughs> yeah. like, I understand we all have like really hard days and all, but like, this is the whole point of yoga is like, uh, your mind is so good at like distracting you and doing other things that you forget what's fucking left and right. Yeah. Like really. Really. Like this is for sort of simple stuff, folks. Well, even just the whole thing. I mean, since we're talking yoga, it, the breath. We do it so involuntarily Mm -hmm. and thankfully, you know, so I do remind folks that I'm like, it's a good thing you're breathing because if you're not, you're dead. Mm -hmm. So breathe and hear yourself breathe and really get to know your breath. So before you can even get to your your left and your right and you're up and you're down, it's like, okay, put your hands on your belly. (laughs) Like, how are you breathing? And the basics, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's totally basic. And like when I started, when I first started practicing yoga, and I see this happen to with a lot of people, it's like, what do you mean, touch my belly? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Like, are we going to do like a side plank or a handstand soon? Or what? I know. Like, what are we? What are we doing here? What is this breath stuff? Like, <laughs> you know. And that's the that's the like that's the problem. Yeah. You know, is that the is that when you pass over that stuff, you don't you don't realize how important it actually can be and how it can stop you from being that person that's saying, can we just get to the handstands? Yeah. Right? Like you can actually change your behavior based on paying attention to little things like your breath and your belly and, and not being so, um, not being so, uh, you know, wanting to go further and further, being so hasty. What is your goal really at the end of the day? What is your, what is it that you're focused on? No. And, and I think that's why every day that I, um, teach, I appreciate it because people come. Yeah. I, I get surprised with the folks that come to my class and, and keep coming yeah. because I, I know what's out there. Um, it's, it's also hard as a teacher to practice out there now. 
Um, when when I do try that, it's more of now a practice of patience and a practice of being open rather than focusing on the asana because, you know, there's that, my <laughs> I call it my committee. Yeah. I have a committee that goes, is this why did you say that why did he are we here now i'm like we haven't even gotten all these things and so i'm just like calm down yeah you're a student this is your first day be on your mat and just breathe yeah i always tell my uh my yoga students on my teacher training that um that like it's it the total parallel is alice in wonderland like once you do the yoga teacher training you're down the rabbit hole and unfortunately (laughs) You will never ever be able to go to a yoga class the same. <laughs> because you're always going to be like, "Why did you do that? Why did she do that? Why did she do that?" Like I don't understand why she's doing that. And you're like, you're I'm like, like "Please, my knee, my poor knee." I'm like, like, "What are you doing to me?" You're missing the whole point of yoga. <laughs> the point of yoga is to go into class and be compassionate with yourself. And like part yeah. of being compassionate with yourself is, like, if the teacher says something that you don't want to do, you just don't do it. Yeah, and it's not like a problem. It's only a problem if you make it one. Yeah. And even even as a teacher, uh, and, and I'm an introvert, so yeah. um, being being the one doing all the talking, walking around, it takes it takes me a bit of like, all right, talk talk to you. How are you doing today? Um, and and so I it I want to say ninety percent of the time, I don't take it personally when somebody walks out of the class. Because I do feel like I'm glad that they're taking care of themselves. Because I still have the rest of the class that I need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. If I go there and just pay attention to that one person that walked out, I, they've lost me. And then that's that's not great for the students that have stayed behind. And so I'm just like, get over it, Audrey. I'm like, they left. Just be thankful that they did that. Because now they're happy and you're not having to take care of them. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But it, it, you know, I, I remember the first few times that happened and I'm just like, oh, what did I do? Yeah, it's always, it's always them, not you. Yeah. But In other words, even if it is something that you did, it's their reactivity that's prompting them to leave, not and what it, you did. And like, yeah, and you, you didn't fine. actually pick them up by this collar and be like, get the fuck out of my class. <laughs> know. You know, their reaction. Well, there's some that I want to do that too. Totally. <laughs> Totally. I mean, I'm human. I'm human when I when I say really we're just as messed up. So don't come to me as if I know it all because there's a lot going on here that you don't want to know about either. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, it's it's an hour and fifteen of our day together. How many classes a week are you teaching? Oh, now I how think many classes a week did you did you teach at one point? What's the most you ever taught? Um, well, the full time job has is is my bread and butter. Yeah. Um, but the teaching is, is my love too. It's yeah. my, my evening hour, um, um, time. And so I want to say I, I tend to just stick to about four to five classes a week. Mm-hmm. Five is, is a little heavy cause then that just really means I don't have time for myself. Right. Three probably would be good, but I'm, I'm at four. Mm-hmm. So it's a happy medium. And where all, where else do you teach? You teach, you said you watch, taught at Washington Yoga Center. Obviously uh, yeah. you teach for me at Vita. Yes. yes. And then I have corporate classes. Oh, nice. So all close to work. So some, one is even during the day. So it's a nice break for me. So I just hop out during lunch and then come back in and the rest are all in the evening. And then the, the Washington Yoga Center is at, on Saturday. So this morning I, I was there. Very nice. Yeah. And when you go, when you go, when you get to go to classes, where do you go? 
Now it's really at home. Yeah. At home or at Washington Washington Yoga Center, because then it's great. Um, right before I teach, um, I love Neva. I mm-hmm. don't know if you, yeah. I don't know her. Oh, she dances. Yeah. So she goes at, in the middle or at the end of her class. She'll just put on Pearl Jam and <laughs> you just rock it. Um, so she taught me how to jiggle. Really? Yeah. I'm like, let's just jiggle. Let's jiggle. Just now this is this is different <laughs> than twerking. No, guys. I no 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 no. This okay. body does not know how to twerk. But really? just jiggle everything. Just shake it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna have a twerk and sip event later this summer <laughs> at the yard. So really, yeah, so I okay. think it, it involves like actual twerking, and and you learn how the I believe there's three different types of twerking. There's like the there's like the sort of squat twerk, and then there's like the twerk when you lay on your belly and there's a third type of twerk that i don't know but apparently <gasps> after each of the twerks you take a shot so <gasps> yeah is michaela teaching this Michaela's class teaching oh my god i'm gonna sign up so yes. <laughs> um, my other thing is is i and i kind of mention it to dance yes i i dance all the time as if nobody's watching i so i really don't care i'm like you guys I, I probably look like Elaine in Seinfeld where you're just like doing all this. So there's this class that I take over at Springfield. I travel. I get in my car mm-hmm. and go out there. It's called Kazache. And I and their tagline is, this ain't no sissy dancing. Oh, wow. Because it ain't. It's, it's, I call it, when folks ask me, well, what is it about? I'm like, I'm like, if you, have you ever had taken a Zumba class? I'm like, it's Zumba plus, plus, plus. It's the oh, wow. extreme. Um, so there's a lot of twerking in that class. There is a lot of twerking. There's a lot of twerking. Yeah. I I don't know whether I'm twerking or not. I just I just move this this right. package. Um so Michaela's class, I'm I'm gonna have to like take that so that I can get one on one feedback. You know, exactly, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is that going to be at the yards? Uh, it probably be at the yards. Oh yes. It's probably going to be over the penthouse pool. We'll see. Oh, oh mm-hmm. then I'm sure that's going to come with certain outfits. I'm going to have to like prepare for this. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Yeah. You just have to look at the marketing. I'm sure. It will be. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Sure, it will be appropriate. Give, give me some time. I'm going to have to like. Whew. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My head just went somewhere. No, it's okay. Where? Um, Speaking of cross training, uh, what else do you do to exercise? Um, planks. 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 Oh, and and maybe you've seen me at headstands, handstands. Well, I watch you do handstands, yeah. yes, after, because you teach right after I do. Yes. So I, I see you out there doing practicing your handstands. That's my. I'm like, okay, let's end the day, end my work day, and be here. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how I um, change perspective. Well, you're in luck that the class I teach before yours is probably going to change to it is going to change to rocket, so you can come and do handstands oh, in the class if you want. Oh my so. god! Okay. Yeah, so I'm back to teaching hardcore yoga. Oh again. my god! You know they missed you. What's that? Rocket. They I missed know. rocket. I know. So I know. I got I'm a lot. Glad of, it's back on the schedule. A lot of feedback saying that they wanted it, that they wanted harder yoga classes. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's harder than like trying to stand on one leg and. For like 30 or 40 seconds yeah although in in my world now what's probably harder is to just be still and so it's interesting how yeah. and, and I think that's what's so great about yoga when people come to me and they go yoga is just not for me or um, I just I just can't sit still or I'm not flexible and I go it's okay I mean you you just need to try it out and 
one, maybe your doctor will eventually tell you. And I'm glad that even medical professions have now started prescribing yoga or at least suggesting it. That didn't used to be the way. I mean, back then it was still woo-woo. And to be quite honest, even, even in a family, um, when I stopped going to church on Sundays. Yeah, well, what did, hold on a second. <laughs> what did your parents say when they told when you told them you were going to be a yoga teacher? Because oh, it doesn't sound like they probably talked took this very well. I know. I mean, oh my God, I th- I thought I was going to be disowned. Well, I felt that way when I said, um, "Yoga is my church right now." Right. Oh my God, it was like, "What? You're not going to church?" I'm like, Mm-mm-mm. "I'm going to yoga class." Um, my family, thankfully, are. Um, because because we've moved around and, and they've seen. I, I think my, my mom would would have wanted me to be a little bit more Filipino, but that's just not going to happen. So um, she's learned to love me the way mm-hmm. I am and the things that I'm interested in. Um, I, I think she knows that it's never fleeting, that when I'm interested in something, I kind of follow through until I'm as good at it as I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it, it didn't become such a big deal. Um, did you find something in yoga that spiritually that you were sort of missing from, I yeah. assume, I assume you grew up Catholic. Yeah. A lot of Filipinos yeah. are Catholic. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the, I, have you been to an MC Yogi concert? I haven't. Oh my God. Really? Um, when, when he used to come here into the city and I went, I actually asked some of my friends, I was like, wait a minute. I, I think I didn't know it, but I'm in a Christian um, concert because <laughs> it's it's very much like that. There's just a whole lot of good feeling. You're chanting. It's kirtan. I'm like, you're saying different words, but I'm like, okay, really? I'm just praying the rosary while you're doing your mala. You're doing your meditation. So I think I had the, the basis for it. Um, I love the music. I, I There's something that... Um, grounds me w- with prayer is the rhetoric of the church that I just wasn't really connecting with that all that talk during the homily that I was just like I don't know what you're talking about um yeah it's bhakti yoga right this is faith we're talking about yeah you know but like and so a lot of it's rooted in the um uh the ritual but the ritual itself does make the difference right mm. it's what is the ritual about you mm-hmm. know is the ritual know love is it like kindness is it you know or is it like strict obedience to yeah. like a white man who's supposed to be god uh, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like it's <laughs> like a lot of things that are you know kind of like wow what you know and it's funny because i'm just like i yeah he's, he's kind of good looking but i i i've never seen a person that looks like that at least when i was a kid um so i'm, I'm glad that i had that foundation because then it is. I mean, if you didn't have hope or faith, anything that comes your way that is difficult, how would you move on from that if you didn't have both? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, you're right. It's that separation. It's that preachiness of separation that I didn't get. I mean, how can you talk about a God that would say, if you don't do this, you're not, you're not going to go to heaven? I'm like, we're all children of God. So... I think we're all going to the same place, um, so it, it 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 got it got tough tough to hear. So I I think that's what led me also to 
some of the yoga classes that was focused more on on being a good person and not necessarily how do you how do you make your butt look good in those Lululemon pants? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, so I mean, isn't that what Lululemon's supposed to do? I know they're it supposed does. to they make do. our butts they look do. good. We're not supposed to make the <laughs> butt look good. They're yeah. the most, they're supposed to cut they the fabric <laughs> so our butts look <laughs> they good. Do. I was at the Lulu at the yards right. yesterday, and I was just like, let me just try them on because I and and you you've seen me. I wear my um, my MC Hammer pants. You do. I do. It's that's, lovely. That's what I rock out all the time, and I'm really glad. That one thing where I teach, people love me the way I am. Yeah, yeah, because there are some studios would be like, you don't, ha- you don't have the look. Uh, you, you don't, you, you just. This is not the same vibe that we have, and and so I really appreciate that where I am, is because where I need to be, and I'm welcome there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because and if I'm not, I'm like that's fine. I can go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So I rock out my MC Hammer pants. But I, I did have to try to lose yesterday just, just to get a feel of, I'm like, oh, yeah, my butt's still there. <laughs> Look, I, you know, this, this, there's, a, there's the thing we do when we're young is we, you know, we, we always pan, like, commercialism and, like, big corporations and stuff. But, like, there's a fundamental, like, flaw in that kind of thinking in that corporations are trying to make money. Hmm. So but the only way they're going to make money is if they provide a product that people want to buy and so, like, if it's cool and you want to buy it, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with the corporation selling something that's yeah. cool that I want to buy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I was I was taught to be. I mean, like, of course, like, you know, employee practices and, like, sweatshops, that type of thing. Yeah. That, that's totally different from what I'm talking absolutely. about here. I'm talking about the whole idea of, like, why I'm not going to buy that. No. Hey, if I've got a place that can house a Tesla, I will have a Tesla. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and if I have the money for a Tesla, yeah. <laughs> so, so I hear you. I hear you. Um, what um, when your own practice? What do you do? It's become a little bit more restorative yeah. now. After all the handstanding and the planking, yeah, yeah, it's I've I've got my setup at home of I, I think I have fifteen blocks. Wow. Yeah, because um, I have a friend who just loves it. That whenever he would come over, he would go bed of nails bed of nails so where you just lay out blocks really mm-hmm. und- underneath you you're um, supporting the torso the legs the arms and it's like you're floating yeah because then you're just held by blocks mm-hmm. yeah so it's not really i mean bed of nails is such a i, I don't think it's the appropriate name for it but yeah it so. doesn't conjure scenes of you know, know. comfort <laughs> to me but no no others, I <laughs> well i guess the idea of bed of nails is in, in in the old school way is to be able to somehow be content in such hardship yeah yeah but so what do you so you just sit, grab a couple of blocks you grab a strap and you just I like straps, you I just sit with like your bolsters your, so you usually do like you're doing restorative stuff or you're doing yeah, yin stuff more mostly restorative more so. stuff yeah at home and the cats love it and they're just like in zen with me yeah yeah but the other tool i know um that i bought at home um is a um a bench that's why you told me about this yes yeah i have the yoga bench it's on loan right now i'm i'm really all about community sharing of course because what's the point i'm like you we don't all need to buy the same thing I'm not going to use it 100% of the time. So when I'm not using it, when I'm traveling, 
it's out there on loan. Mm -hmm. So it's on loan right now with a friend, but and tell tell people about this for those who may not have heard of it. Oh yeah. Although, although if you have like if you have an Instagram account, you've probably seen it, and you have, mm. and you and you post yoga pictures. No, no, I'm not an Instagram person. No, well, so that's the thing. Like, if you so Instagram's really good at like oh, yeah. figuring out like whatever it is that you like. So like whenever I get like sponsored ads, it's like pictures of like the yoga bench or like oh, Pilates yeah. circles or blocks or something, and it does really freaky things sometimes. Like, I think it was. Uh, it was yeah it was so it was about a month ago i bought a new mattress i bought a uh, an avocado mattress um which is this all like natural avocado. like yeah it's all made of plants um and not avocados but oh, plants okay. um does and, it smell uh, good it well it smells not bad i mean okay. it, it doesn't really have a smell but it's it's made all of plants and so it's this like you know organic yeah like vegan like mattress so um, when you get hungry you can actually eat exactly it. you can suck on it a little <laughs> bit yeah um and so I bought this and like, I'm not even joking. Like I bought the, I bought the mattress and then I went into like the next room and I picked up, I pulled up Instagram and I'm flipping through Instagram and like flipped through three stories and there's an ad for avocado mattresses. Oh, and I'm like, how the, how the fuck did that, yeah, it's how so the freaky. fuck did that happen? And sometimes I even go, I'm like, I absolutely did not search that. I mean, I know I was just thinking it. How did you know? Yeah. And, and that's the whole thing. Is it subliminal? Did I think it first? Or I actually saw it that made me think about it. And then I started second guessing myself and I just go, put the phone down. Exactly. <laughs> put the phone exactly. down. I know that that was an idea that I'm thinking right now that I'm going to try and see if I can actually do is do a, uh, a device Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might start an hour, but yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be tough. I, it's it's really not that tough like everything no. there's some withdrawal symptoms but it, it's really <laughs> not that hard yeah what um you talked about this earlier about like the certain ethics of yoga is there anything that like you really you really live by like that you learn from yoga um i think it's just a whole being kind it's it can be tough sometimes outside the mat and that's when i go all right um what do I need to do in order to see this differently? Um, and and so I'm I'm really glad that now yoga is is my life. Mm -hmm. The the philosophy of it, not necessarily the the asana. I'm glad I sit upright. Everybody at the office just goes, "Oh my God, you're like you really sit tall." And I go, "Yeah, it's just how it is." Mm -hmm. um, but it, how how can we be nicer to people? I just remember when I first started teaching or um, taking classes and people started telling me that. They were like, wow, you're so nice. And I go, I'm not really. It's just that yoga is teaching me to be nice to people. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think just how can we cultivate this community and, and, and be more loving to each other? That it's n not being separate from, from things because we are all connected somehow. But more that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, any kind of like books or like websites or like yoga, like resources that you are just like really into? No. Um, my, my library is, is really the Iyengar books. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite one? Uh, the light, light the, on, yeah, light, on light yoga. yoga. Because then when you're starting to look at, okay, um, I just opened a page and there's always something there that he would say that, I, that makes sense and the same thing with um max Strom's book mm. um uh it's 
about brass? I can see the title. I mean, the the cover. Why is it escaping me? But it's the same thing. There are certain books, and and I'm a latecomer. Read Oprah. Okay. And so she's got these books, and I'm a Super Soul Sunday fan. So all that podcast, I, you know, I just <laughs> eat it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my daily um, just thought would be like, pick one of these books, open to a page, and and see. And a friend of mine gave me The Course of Miracles, which is a little bit of a tough read. I don't know this book. Um, it's blue. It's thick. And I, I think there's um, maybe some attachment also to some faith there and some religion, mm-hmm. um, which I'm glad um, nobody's really forced. And it's just like, here's a book. And I'm like, okay. So I, and it's the same thing where I open it up and, um, and I try to interpret what it's saying. Because it, it, it is, um, I think, useful for your day-to-day mm-hmm. so yeah how have you uh have you seen yoga change in dc over the years um i'm glad that it's readily available now yeah and like i said it just seems a one in my class this morning even a student came to me and said it's like half of the class are men yeah and i said i know wasn't that great um so just just that um that people are people are coming different age and you know i've had some parents bring their kids to class and couples that come to class and i'm i'm really glad that it's reaching out to uh, a wide variety of people um i guess it it's also become mainstream in some ways most uh, definitely. Yeah. I, mean, I would say yoga is definitely mainstream at this point. Yeah. Just say that you can go out in your yoga pants now and mm-hmm. no no need to like change into regular. Well, now be honest. Was there ever a time when you were like went out in yoga pants and people looked at you because you they thought you were weird? Yeah. They I probably did. looked at you if you were carrying a yoga mat and they're sort of like, what's, I think it was Ariel Foster. She came on the show and said that back when she started teaching, like whenever you saw someone with a yoga mat, you knew they were a yoga teacher. Not that oh. they were a yoga student because no one carried their own mats around back then, like 2005, 2006. Yeah. Like, you didn't carry a yoga mat onto, like, the metro. Really? It was like whenever you saw someone with a mat, that was, like, the universal sign of, like, I'm a yoga teacher. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, I remember the time when um, uh, my my boss asked me, because, like I said, travel is, is part of our life, and um, he asked me, I was like, so where are you going this time? And I was just like, oh, I'm actually going to India. And, you know, in, in India could just be any other country that we go to. So he was like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, oh, I'm going to a yoga retreat. And he's like, what? You're one of those? Oh, my God. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. That was back then. That was back then. Yeah. So I was just like, I know. But now it's it, things have really changed where, it, I mean, they call me still a hippie at the office, but it's fine. Right. Yeah. Tell us about India. Oh. Um, when was the first time you went there? I, I think it must have been 10 years ago now, probably even longer. And you went for yoga or you went through work? My, my first few trips were for work. And I remember one time I was actually going to Chennai. 
and I was I was telling Gopi because I was I, I was following her. I was I was stalking seriously her. Seriously in love. I was seriously yeah. in love. I still am. I still am. I'm a Gopi fan. And she was like, "Well, you should go to this blah 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 institute." And I was like, "What?" I said, "This was longer, because this was even yeah before I I did teacher training." And I was like, "What? Can you write that down?" So she wrote she wrote it down, and I Googled it, and I made an appointment. It's to the Krishnamacharya Institute yeah. in, in Chennai. And I had no idea what I was in for, nor do I know I'm like how big that name was until I got there, and they told me all about him and the books, and I was like, holy crap. I'm like, really? I'm in this place? I'm like, I'm just a student. Um so I tell us about the institute. What was it all oh, about? Oh, like um, so the is it like a retreat center, or is it just? It like is. A, it is okay. their. It's their school that you can go, and the first thing that you have to do is meet with a doctor. There's a yoga doctor, and and he looks at you, and he he asks you to breathe. And I still say this, shared a story where I was breathing, and he goes, "Okay, can you?" Focus on your exhalation instead of your inhalation, because I was really trying to impress him, right? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And and he goes, all right. He was like, you know, the more you empty out, the more you'll have space. And I'm like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> I was just like, oh, it, it was, it was like skies opening. It was just like such a major aha moment for me. So I still use that in class that I'm like, why are you so focused? I'm like, filling yourself up. I'm like, in order for you to have room, you have to empty, yeah. empty, 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 empty. So, um, and he gave me a prescription. He actually drew stick figures for me in, in a quad paper. I still have it. And then you take that to a yoga teacher and that's my prescription. Of postures to do. Of postures that I'm supposed to be doing for myself based on how, how my bones are stacked. Um, yeah, it's like going to a physical therapist where yeah. it's like, you're a little uh, knock need. <laughs> so things like that. And you're a little short on this one side. Um, so and just what prescription did he give you? What poses did he give you to do? I'm going to bring it in for you next time. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, cause um, they're, they're a little basic, but they were good. That's fine. But yeah. Do they have, what are the names or do they have the, do you know, like, the, um, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll have to pull it up. I'll have to pull it up because I actually am not doing them anymore. Right. Um, but I, I go see this yoga teacher and I didn't bring a mat because I just figured I'm going to an institute. You know, y their mat is burlap. Interesting. Yeah. And it's really... I would just assume they didn't have mats. Like yeah. The mats were just like a Western or thing. You or just, like, yeah. Like as if an Indian person came to the United States and was like, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> on a yoga mat? Like, <laughs> I know. Like, and that manduka, that jade. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> we just practice on the floor. Like. Yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. I was like, this is where you want me to lie down. Right. And it's all one-on-one. -on -one because yeah. that's the idea. It's just like, okay, I'm... The doctor gave me your prescription, and let's do this, and let's see how you would, how well you would do these poses for yourself, and keep doing them. So I did it for a few months, uh, and, and since I was like every years, day for a few months. Yeah, I had an AM/PM 
Okay. Yeah, I had an so AM PM prescription. Did you the same poses in the, mor- so you no, they were different. Poses in the morning? No, they were different. Yeah, afternoon. certain poses. So they're. I'm, I'm totally fascinated. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, br- I'm gonna bring it. I think I still even had the little bag that it came, it came with when this I went fantastic. there. Sounds <laughs> fantastic. And did you, were you, were they, were you able to do anything else, or were you like, were you like learning like Sanskrit, or were you? No, like, no, okay. no, no, because no, I was there for work, and so I, this was just my personal time that right. I would go, and it's, it was really hard to get to too. Um, Although it's it's still on my list, maybe eventually, um, of going to take an actual training, take a retreat from work, take a sabbatical from work, mm-hmm. and and go there. Um, they do have some slots for what they call international students. Um, so we'll see. Um, but I, it's very different from what it is that we practice. Yeah, no, I think, and especially Krishnamacharya when he was when he learned from what I understand about him, um, when he learned the practice, it was, yes, when you go to see a yogi, like you're basically going to see like, um, someone who's like the, a doctor. Yeah. Like in other words, it literally is like you are having, you are having problems with your kidneys. You need to do the series of like breathing exercises and a series of poses to help restore your kidney back to full function. Yeah. It's meant to be therapeutic. It's totally therapeutic. It's not, it's not meant for you to work on your six pack. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's like really cool. Yeah. So if you ever have a chance, they're in Chennai. Although there are, I guess, a lot of uh, yoga to be had in India. I mean, you can go to Pune, you, you can do. But I was like, this this is what I, I mean, it's amazing really how how life takes you to And how long were your places. sessions? It's an hour. Well, so it's an hour mm-hmm. with one-on-one It's an hour teacher. with a teacher. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, no. Tell us about Chennai. Like, how did you, how did you like it? Um, it's crazy. It's a city. Um... So no, no different than most cities, other than there's so many people. I would assume so it's a people. little different than Washington D.C. Uh, yes, yes. Um, where we went for when I went for yoga, it was in Haridwar and Rishikesh, which are which are more in Vrindavan, which are more related to the spiritual side, the religious side of um, of yoga mm-hmm. or of India. Um, so there, that's where I got to experience the, the large, um, pujas where people go to pray and (laughs) I actually did it, um, because I said, I'm going to have to do this and it's okay if I get sick because it's the Ganges river and you're supposed to go there and get cleansed. Even if you see cows and everything also there (laughs) with you. Or they dump dead bodies. I know, I know. And, and I'm a little bit of a germaphobe. That, that'll help. So what happened? <laughs> Tell us what happened. Well, here's so here's the thing that I've heard about the Ganges is that uh, is that scientists are baffled by it huh. because they do dump dead bodies in it and they do dump cremated ashes in it and people do defecate do their in it and laundry, their laundry in it, yeah, everything in it. They do and apparently, like they've taken and I don't know where I, I swear I heard this in like a you know a documentary they've or something. And so they've sampled the waters and stuff. And like, while there is a degree of like fecal coliform bacteria, it's not at like any elevated levels that a regular oh. river isn't. So they think, or they theorize that like 
the actual depth of the river and the flow of the river is such that it actually cleaning it can out. clean itself out yeah. like more often than say like the river Thames or you know like and a clo- I think the, the more Potomac. up north you are I know the more yeah right here <laughs> yeah. the more up north you are the cleaner it is yeah. but when you get to large cities In Bangladesh I imagine yeah yeah well my my stomach used to be I used to say that it's you know lined by steel that I could eat anything mm-hmm. and I would have street food because I was just like yeah this is part of the travel I'm I'm a backpacker I'm gonna do this um but uh, India now it's either I'm going or I'm not those are my two really yeah yeah oh so, my gosh. so I have to be really careful I remember I had a meeting uh an early meeting and I arrived at two o'clock in the morning so I was just like let's just go take a shower got in a hotel and I brush my teeth in the shower. I'm like, I'm all about multitasking. Mm-hmm. So there I was. I'm brushing my teeth, and I cup the water, and I, and that was it. That little bit, I was in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so, um, pills are my friend when I travel. Yeah, I just pop them. Yeah. Yeah. So what? <laughs> so what was going on? What was going on at the Ganges when you were there? Um. Well, everybody is is out there. Um, it's just like a social, like people just go out there any yeah, time and of day, all time of day. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so. I think when we went, we went as a as a group, and they actually have um, cables, so because it it is strong. Yeah. So when you go down the steps, you can get um, carried by the water. So people go in and they hold on. You hold on to the cable and you dunk dunk. Um, it's it's just just like a whole lot of places where there's so many people, it's very chaotic. You're stepping on cow poop. You're, I mean, and if you don't step on cow poop in India, you haven't you haven't experienced India. I mean, so it's just it's just part of it. Right. It's invest like, in some shit. duck boots before you go. <laughs> oh, but it's so hot that you you won't yeah. even do that. It's just like oh, okay, today I did that. Um, <laughs> it happened. It, it happens to everybody. Um, and stuff. I, I I I I thought it was just like being in in a natural water source, except everybody's doing it with you. It's not like you're just out there with your friends and you're having a good time. No 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 no. It's you go and you dunk and you dunk yourself. It's not that somebody dunks you like as right. if it's a Baptism. Christian. Yeah. yeah. I I did. I went to Lourdes um, one one trip, and even that. It's also an experience, and and there they dunk you. You have your nuns that walk you, and then there you're naked. Oh wow! You're fully naked, and so the nuns walk you into this deep tub, and it's so cold. And then they hold your head up. And just they smash like, you. I was like, this is how they get there. Right. <laughs> this is how they get back on all those bad things that you do. <laughs> They're just gonna dunk you, anyways. Um, yeah. So did you did you ever study yoga over in India, or was it like was it just you know? Um, outside of the Krishnamacharya thing, yeah. the only other workshop, the only other retreat that I've done is is yoga related from here, and I think there's there's some comfort in that because there's a lot of already changes that you're going through, um, and so. Being with a teacher that you know, practicing with something that you know, it, it helps because what you're eating, what you're experiencing out there is just so different from what it is that you'd go through here mm-hmm. at home. So a little bit of um, known 
quantity is is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because otherwise it can it can get you you do get a, quite emotional out there. Um, a, a lot of times, especially for um, Americans who have not done a lot of traveling outside of Europe, mm-hmm. to see that to see poverty everywhere, it's you just want to adopt all of them. You mm-hmm. want to take them all home. And you can't. And, you know, the ones that are begging, you want to give. And it's so hard for them to hear that you shouldn't because it's not going to go to those kids. It's going to go to the person that they work for. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't give because, th- one, y- you're not going to move because they will all come. Mm-hmm. So it's you just have to keep on walking. And that is it, that's hard to deal with to walk away from that um but for me that that always makes coming home um feel make me feel that the little that i have is so much Mm -hmm. that we are so rich in so many ways and should be thankful for for what it is that we have yeah absolutely yeah um any uh any websites of your own any podcasts of your own that you want to share with us any, uh, any, any special stuff coming up that you're doing yeah so i i actually just kind of pushed my facebook page which i've i've had for a very long time but i don't know it's it's once again that whole thing about and this is being protective over what i love because once you're out there you open yourself up to to love, but also to people that are not so kind. And I'm 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 gonna see how I deal with that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's um, one that's already out there. And one project that I've been thinking about for a very long time, but now I'm starting to do is to just uh, to do YouTube um, YouTube videos of um, meditation. Um, incorporating it with mudras, um, some mantras. So I'm working on those. It's going to be so homemade because it's just really me at home and just doing it for like a a few minutes. And um, it's. I figured if it gets any hits, great. If it doesn't, mm, I'm at least um, putting it out there. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully I'll get some some videos out. I've started with... um, putting a, f- a few years ago when I was in a really bad place I what what helped me was every day I would write down just the thing that I have to accomplish that day I said all right I I just if if anything allow do one do one thing get up brush your teeth get up change your clothes so I started doing that so for a hundred days I felt like that was what helped me get out of the rut that I was in mm-hmm. And and I've thought about it. It's like, oh, maybe I should do that as as like a, a book, a coffee table or something. And and it hit me. I was just like, you know what? That YouTube thing, that's that's how I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I started it and I'm now on day 22. Well, that's great. I know. So let's see. So how would we find that on the, the web? Oh, uh, it's called Mindful Odd, A-U-D. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, you just look me up on YouTube. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank well, you. Thank you for coming in, Audrey. Oh, no. Thank you, Chris, for having me. This yeah. has been fun. It's kind of fun, isn't it? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I love this mic. I'm going to talk like this all the time at home. I'm just going to walk around with a microphone <laughs> and have my Panama. 
Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm like Panama. I'm I'm adopting her. She's gonna be in my apartment now, and I'm gonna make a space for her. It's the, dim- <laughs> it's the dimples, isn't it? Absolutely. She's so yeah, cute. Were you born in Panama? Is that what dimples. it is? <laughs> She's so adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I'm keeping her. I know. <laughs> um, all right. You've been listening to the uh, DC Yoga podcast. I'm your host, Chris Parkinson, and uh, we'll be back uh, next week with uh, our next guest, Christine Contra. Uh, have a good day, everybody. Take care.